0: You can be seated. If you have an electronic device that you read your Bible on, you can open that. Uh, Maybe you need to put it on airplane mode. Or if you want to pull out your hard copy of God's Word, we're going to be in Luke chapter 10. If you don't have a Bible with you, there should be one in the pew there in front of you. If you don't own one, we'd love to give that one to you. So, several years ago, I had a neighbor reach out and say, Hey, let's hang out. And, like a good neighbor, I said, I don't have time. <laughs> y'all, y'all ever feel like you're distracted in life from what's most important? Like you're too busy? To do even what you want to do or even believe you should do. He said, Hey, uh, let's do lunch. And I said, I'd love to, like in a few months. And he's like, No, literally, let's hang out. So as we worked through that, we decided on breakfast. And uh, actually, because he was helping me for my convenience, it was breakfast going to be at my house. It's like, Great. Morning of happens, and I didn't realize how anxious I was going to be about getting ready for him to come over. But he was coming over, and I woke up kind of anxious and worried. I was like, "The house doesn't look great, and uh, that's going to reflect poorly on me." So instead of prioritizing time with Jesus, I decided to clean up my house. So I threw some biscuits in the oven, and I start frantically running around my house. Cleaning, and as I was frantically running around in my house and cleaning, I need to, I need to pause and leave myself there for a second and let you know, again, I've been, I've been blessed by having some really awesome neighbors, and so really, one of our awesome neighbors had spent time with us the week prior to that, and while we were spending time together, I had shared a story with that neighbor about hey having taken care of a dog for another neighbor, and trying to get out of the house quickly while the alarm was set, and going out the back door and stumbling through the back door upon what I thought at first was a human in the garage. And it scared me really badly. And he thought that was a really funny story. Now, if you were with me last week, y'all may have heard that story. I shared it last week. Well, he heard that story shared. And He went shopping the next day, and as he was getting groceries, he saw a life-sized piñata of Tinkerbell with the scariest face he had ever seen. And he thought it would be really funny to sneak into my house and to put that in our master closet. Now, now, this piñata... Is like four and a half, almost five foot tall. So now I am anxious and worried about prepping the house. I I was, and so, and I find in the living room, I would love to tell you my children's shoes and clothes. No, it was my shoes and clothes. So I picked it up, and where do you think I needed to go with that? Opened my master closet, and I ran into the arms of a a winged demon looking at me in the eyes, like just can zoom in a little more. Like I've never seen a face like this. It scared me so bad, like I jumped out of my shoes, literally. And after I pulled myself out of the air conditioner vent, went back in the like it. I was just so rattled. You can put, skip skip past the pictures. When when the when the other neighbors showed up, I was. Distracted was like the least of what I was. Like, I was, it was hard for me to be present with my neighbor. One, I, the morning had just started kind of just crazy. I was running around crazy. Like, y'all ever feel like your life is just the way? You run around. I, Justin already did a survey, so I won't do a survey, but m- many of you here in the room, May feel like as we're starting a series last week, week before we've talked about it. We had a, a volunteer team serving us by building a front porch on our worship center little uh, stage here. What is this for? We're, we're in a series where we're going to spend three months talking about loving our neighbors. But this is not something that's new or surprising for us. All of us have heard we're supposed to love our neighbors. Like, that's uh, even if you grew up in a different religion, you probably were taught on some level it's good for you to love people. Uh, maybe even if you're going to counseling right now for anxiety in your life or worry or stress, one of the things your counselor is telling you stop focusing on you and find some people around you to love, and that will help you with what's going on in you. You, you may be hearing that. Okay, so, the, so the, the news that what, it's not surprising to hear we're supposed to love our neighbors. What we're wanting to do through this time is to help all of us take a step forward in what Jesus in the New Testament tells us is the greatest command. If you want to talk about to-do's in the Bible, and we're not saved by to-do's, we're saved by what he did, but as he welcomes us into the life, living and loving like Jesus, He's calling us to love God and love our neighbors. So we want, we want to invite all of us, not just to hear this, but to actually take a step forward in doing this. What does it look like? Well, for some of us, our life is just full. It's just really full. And you're, you're, you're anxious, you're distracted by, and if you, you, in reality, just the things going on are keeping you from focusing on even what you want to focus on and what you want to be going on. Does God's word have anything to say about this? Yes, it does. When I initially had seen that Chris and Ben, who had written kind of the life group curriculum that we're going through, had chosen this passage, I actually thought, they didn't really get what this passage is about. Because this passage is not about loving your neighbor. It's, like, it's about loving Jesus. And then as I studied this week, I saw what I want you to see this morning. How how can you and I, what is it that we need to, to do to move from this anxious, distracted life that we're in to prioritizing what we know is most important? Stand with me and I'm going to start reading in verse 38. This is the passage immediately following what we saw last week, the Good Samaritan. Now as they, Jesus and his disciples, went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. The good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Father, help us today. Help me today. As I open your word, Lord, I pray that you would open my mouth supernaturally. That you would teach me what I feel like I don't do well. Father, help us today to not just hear what your word says but to put it into practice for your glory and our good. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Let's walk our way through this fascinating, and if you grew up in church, maybe for you, familiar story you did not grow up in church, we're so glad you're here in the room, I, and I want you to see even what Jesus prioritizes when he's spending time with his neighbors. Now when you say neighbor, he's in another village, but here we go, walk with me. Now as they went on their way, interesting, right after telling the story about a man who was going along the way from Jerusalem to Jericho, who needed help, who needed someone to take him to an inn to take care of him, Jesus is now on his way with his disciples, and he enters a village. John tells us the village where these two women lived was Bethany, just a few miles outside of Jerusalem. And a woman named Martha, look how Martha is seen as a respectable, not just respectable, responsible, and even exemplary person. There was a woman named Martha who welcomed him. One of the great virtues for the Jew was hospitality. It's actually seen as a spiritual gift in the New Testament. She welcomes him, Jesus, and assuming with his disciples, into her. This is a woman who owned a home. Big deal at the time, welcomed them into her house. Verse 39, and she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. This is really only the descriptors of Mary. that The, the focus of the dialogue is on Martha and how she's getting it wrong. Mary, very common name. In fact, there's a lot of Marys in the story of Jesus. Y'all know this. Mary was just a very common name. Mary did not know in the house. Her sister did. Mary doesn't say anything in the story. Mary sits at the feet of Jesus and listens to his teaching. Several notes on that real quick. The place for a disciple at the time of Jesus, when they were around their rabbi, would be sitting at the feet. At the time of Jesus, rabbis only had male disciples, but it's clear in the New Testament that Jesus did not just have male followers, that Mary is in the place of a disciple and she's doing what Luke emphasizes and that's listening to the teachings of Jesus. Jesus always elevated the least in the culture and the last and he brings Mary in and sees Mary as one of his followers. Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she went up to him and said, Lord. Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. This is a double, I'm going to use a crazy word. Sometimes I like getting into the language. This is called a double vocative. And for the Jew, when they would write the double vocative, especially including the name of another, would prompt emotion. And just even reading it in the English does the same for us, right? In our life group last week when we were talking about neighboring, someone said in our life group, the, your favorite word in the English language is, anybody? Your name. That's your favorite word in the English language, it's your name. And Jesus in love, and I believe with emotion, Says, Martha, Martha, Sam, Sam, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Some theologians that study the Bible point out here, That Jesus' wording implies that Martha was trying to make an elaborate meal, many things, four courses, and Jesus is like, I'm a simple guy. I'm good with an appetizer. Mary has chosen the good, and this is a food word. The good what? Portion, which will not be taken away from her. Several observations. The first observation I want to make is that Mary, the one who's the focus but not the dial, I mean, there's just one verse, Mary prioritizes being present when there are guests in her home, she prioritizes being present, but specifically, she's prioritizing being present with who? Jesus. You know, we, we are in a culture that, that idolizes even busyness. In fact, even as I tell you all my story about busyness earlier, there have been times in my life I'm, uh, I'm not there right now. In fact, it's, it's, it's convicting for me the other way around as I study Scripture. But that if, if you had a full calendar, like it maybe it shows that you're important on some level, right? Apparently, Jesus wasn't very important, was he? Because he always had time to be interrupted by those around him. But he it wasn't just around people, like he prioritized the people he was around, he was present for them. And Mary, Mary, there was a lot going on in the house. And she. Prioritized being present with Jesus. You know, I think one of the things right now that keeps us from being present for Jesus in our lives and for actually the people around us is this thing, isn't it? <laughs> like, how many of you, you think, man, I'm going to start the day and I'm going to have a time with Jesus. I'm going to have time with the Lord. This is going to be great. But let me first check Instagram. And then, or, or maybe it's not for you, it's not Instagram, it's the news. And you find yourself, we talked about this a lot through COVID, you find yourself reading the news and not the good news, because you're distracted. Mary somehow figured out how to turn off that distraction and focus on really the only thing that can satisfy, being present with Jesus. Last Sunday, as I was walking out, of the service, I actually got to meet a young adult who was visiting for the first time last Sunday. As we're walking out the door, this young man said uh, several nice things about our church, and uh, y'all know that when you're in the room, you affect the people around you. If you say hi to them, if you don't, if you show love, if you don't. Said a few nice things about our church. And then he he said these words. He said, Sam, I think it's cool that y'all are taking the church through a Love Your Neighbor series. He said, I've heard a lot of people teach about Love Your Neighbor. I said I don't think I've ever heard a pastor teach the as yourself part of the love your neighbor. He said, "What what does that mean?" I said, "That's a great question." So that was that question was on my mind this week as I was just thinking prepping, but also spending time with the Lord. If you're reading through the Bible with us, we were reading out of John 15 that Justin talked about in worship today. I didn't even know he was going to point out of John 15 today as he was leading us into that new song, Abide. What what does it mean to love your neighbor as yourself? How do you love yourself? What's the most loving thing you can do for yourself? In John chapter 15, Jesus said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you... Guess what? He he says in John 15 that this is where you're going to find the fullness of joy, is what he says. These things I've spoken to you, the the words about abide, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. You want a full joy instead of a full schedule? (laughs) Where, Where do you find full joy? Jesus says, you find full joy when you're abiding in me. My words are abiding in you. What does that look like? Well, Mary, back up with me to verse 39 for just a second. Mary, it says, who sat at the Lord's feet. Who sat at, those two words I want to pick on for a second here. (laughs) Mary sat at. The Lord's feet. Uh, Even in the English, you can see this, but I'll I'll dig in a little bit more. This is reflexive, meaning Mary is doing something that she is choosing to do to herself. She's the subject and the object of the verb. She is choosing to sit at the Lord's feet and to listen to him. She prioritizes spending time in the presence of Jesus. And Jesus then says that Mary has chosen the good portion, the food that will satisfy, and it will not be taken away from her. Do you want fullness of joy? I think most of us do. What would it look like for you to take a step this week with your calendar and prioritize being present with Jesus? Maybe it's already on your calendar. You need to think about how is it that you can, in that time, truly be present What does it look like for you to remove the distractions? Martha is distracted. Jesus is in her house. And she's distracted. Jesus is in your house if you're a follower of Christ every morning. What would it look like for you to choose like Mary to sit at his feet? Prioritize being present with Jesus and... Commentary writers I read this week, some argued that the primary point of the story is how do you love your neighbor? What does it look like for you to prioritize being present, not just with Jesus, but with your neighbor? That morning, several years ago, when my neighbor was there, even when he showed up, I was not physically present when he was there the biscuits were getting burned, I was flustered trying to make eggs, undercooked them first, put them back on the stove, like I wanted the four-course meal. Why? I, I think sometimes for us, can I, can I get, uh, so this meddled in my life, our life group last week when we were talking through the, the neighboring stuff. Someone said, hey, when I invite my neighbors over, I think oftentimes I'm more worried about impressing them Than blessing them. Is that convicting for you? Super convicting for me. Martha is neighborly welcoming Jesus into her home. And Jesus is there, but she's not present. Back up with me again, verse 38. Now they went on their way. Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had listened, I'm sorry, house, and she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted. Jesus is there. Martha was distracted. Your translation might say the words pulled away. She was pulled away. By much, what's the word? Serving. That word serving is a really good word in the New Testament. Serving is a wonderful thing. That word serving is the word where we get our word deacon from. Our new deacons up front. Jesus himself used that word when he said the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to do what? Serve. Jesus came to do this is the problem that she is serving. No, the problem's not that she's serving. The problem is that she is distracted, right, by her serving. She's being pulled away from the person that's come over by her serving. And she went to him and said, look, look at where her focus is. She, if you wonder, is she worried about more impressing him or blessing him, her focus is on herself. She uses me or my three times in her short statement she's not hey jesus what can i do for you she she goes over to jesus and says, jesus let me tell you what you need to do for me (laughs) look what she says she went up to him and said lord do you not care that my sister has left me to serve to be the deacon all alone tell her then to help me Uh, sometimes when I'm reading the Gospels, uh, it, it's evident to me that these were not uh, stories made up by Jesus' followers. <laughs> uh, the, the people in the Bible are not the heroes, they're a mess, just like you and me. Jesus is the hero. But even sometimes, Jesus' response surprises me. In fact, often it does. I would think at this point Jesus would say, "Oh, Martha, I'm so sorry. How can I help?" Like Jesus is, if you would think if Jesus came over to your house, he would help you do the dishes, right? Surely, if if Jesus was coming over, he would ask before he came, "Hey, can I bring the main course?" Surely, Jesus would be that kind of guy, right? Sh- 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 But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. These few words may not be super meaningful to you. Uh, Some of you, they may be, but I cried reading these words. This is a, a, a theologian writing about this passage. Jesus paints a picture of a woman overwhelmed. Overwhelmed with what? Doing good. She is anxious and troubled by many things. In her focus on these things, she's forgetting the most important person. Does it ever bother you that the the great commandment is ask of Jesus and his response is two and not one? I'm a math guy, it's always bothered me. Hey, Jesus, what is the most important priority? Love God. And the second is the same, love others. Could it be that those two things are connected on a level that you and I cannot even understand. Jesus, when he teaches, Abide in me, John 15. Abide in me, my words in you, like Mary, listening, listen to my teaching and then obey it, apply it to your life, my command. And then he says right after, joy being full. You know what he says right after? My command is this, what's my command? Love one another. Abide in me, be, be in a relationship with me where you're loving me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You're abiding in my love, he says. And then, and then you know what you know what, you know what it's gonna look like when you're abiding in my love? You're gonna be hearing, you're going to be, the joy's gonna be full as you do what? You love one another. They like go together. Sometimes I think we get anxious and distracted like Martha trying to do all the good things and we forget the greatest thing is Jesus and he's offering himself to you and me if we prioritize his presence and then those that he places around us like Jesus was doing in Martha's house. Was he doing? He wasn't doing the dishes, but he was doing something. The great commandment. Last week as we were walking through the parable of the Good Samaritan, we noted that the priest and the Levite, they walked by on the other side of the road and we said, okay, what would it look like for us if we were going to take a step towards applying the great commandment in our life? And then we noted that the Samaritan, he actually went to him. He actually went across the road. He got close to, and then we, we made maybe an obvious observation, and we challenged ourselves with it. In order to show love to, if we want to go show love to our neighbors, you have to, what? Y'all remember this from last week maybe. In order to show love to, you have to get close to. That was the big kind of step. We're like, okay, what does it look like for you this week to actually do that? And we did a, in our life groups, and we invited you if you're here in worship but not in a life group to do the same, to actually take an inventory of your neighbors, those that are close to you. That word literally means that. Close to you maybe at work, close to you at school, close to you in your neighborhood. Is are this person a stranger? Is it an acquaintance? Is it a friend? And then to, to pick one and say, I'm going to try to take a step closer to one of those people in my life. This week, what is our challenge for you? Okay, you know you're supposed to love your neighbor. What does your calendar look like? Are you, are you full? Are you distracted by a whole lot going on? We're going to invite you to, to self-assess last week's days and ask in your days last week, did you really have any time to take a step closer to one of your neighbors? Now, students, uh, neighbor for you, who is as close to you? Someone at school. In fact, last week we talked about even in the Good Samaritan story, who is it that's really the hardest to love? That's what we saw in the Good Samaritan story. To, to really self-esteem. If you're not in a life group, I would invite you to, maybe you can take a picture, that's probably far away. But basically, that's just every day last week, and put an X on the days that you didn't have time to show love to, to take a step towards, to be intentional about getting close to a neighbor. And the next week, to say, okay, what's planned on your schedule? Is there one day, is there one day that you can clear up space for that one person that you want to take a step toward? Why? We don't want to just talk about the great commandment. If Jesus said, this is where love is full, where you're abiding in my love and you're obeying my command to love those around you, we don't want to just talk about it, we want to do it, right? So we're trying to figure out what are practical steps that will allow us to take steps this way. Y'all remember COVID? (laughs) It's not gone all the way. Hey, uh, by the way, Mark Presley continues to improve, he's now in a normal I mean, he can see visitors now, and they think he may be home next week. It's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. If, 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 if you're a guest, you don't know what that, but we mentioned last week, we had one of our ministers got super sick. It started with COVID, then malaria. Other, COVID's still around. But you remember when COVID happened, what happened with our neighbors? Now, maybe not for all of you, but I talked to many, like with, their, your apartment complex. All of a sudden, everyone was home, And all of the to-dos were off the schedule, right? And all of a sudden we had cleared out space. Now some of us were afraid to breathe on our neighbor. But a lot of us got in the front yard or in the hall at the apartment complex and we had conversations with neighbors and we had never talked to them. Why? Because we had time for that. What would it look like for you to prioritize being present for your neighbor? Can I challenge you again, though, with that phrase? I think it starts with great commandment every time Jesus said it, and even when the religious leaders would speak back to him, they would talk first about loving God. What would it look like for you when you look at that calendar to be also honest with yourself about your time with Jesus? If you're a believer, and maybe you're trying to hide from God because you're ashamed of what you've done, maybe you've forgotten how much he loves you. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him, receiving the gift that he offers, has eternal life that starts now and it lasts forever. There's a real kingdom and a real king. You've heard us talk about this a lot of late, as we let Mark kind of give us a gospel definition. In his love and by his grace, he lived a perfect life, died for our sin, rose again, and he's coming back. He's coming back. Repent, believe, and follow him. You get to be part of his kingdom now, exercising a life of following him, choosing like Mary to sit at his feet. If you're getting that time, is it distracted? What would it look like for you to prioritize being present with Jesus? So I want to invite you to bow your heads with me and maybe you need to pull out your cell phone if that's where your calendar is, I don't know. I don't know how you do calendaring. Maybe you need a calendar working on your calendar because that's something that I've done before, I don't know. But what does it look like for you to say, okay, I'm going to look back at what's filling my life and then I'm going to look forward and as I look forward, I'm going to intentionally set aside Time. I'm going to prioritize being present with Jesus and with my neighbor. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that you'd help us in this fast-paced, busy culture that even celebrates being fast-paced and busy. That we'd stop and that we'd prioritize what you said was most important. God, I pray for each person in this room. I I pray I pray that at the end of life, they wouldn't have to think, man, I knew all along what was most important, and I never prioritized my relationship with Jesus and my relationship with the people closest to me. God, help us to stop during the next few months and make changes in our lives so that we can prioritize presence. In Jesus' name.